have an army. We have a Hulk. Welcome to episode 119 of We Have a Hulk podcast, where we talk all things film, TV, and sometimes comic books. Very rarely. I'm your co-host, Nicola. And I'm co-pilot, Chris. And what are we going to be talking about in this week's episode, then, Chris? Right, Nicola, we have at Home of the Hulks, where we'll be talking about the things that we've been up to since the last episode. We'll be doing our Ad Astro review. We'll be talking to Teach Grant, who plays Henry Bowers in It Chapter 2. We've got the winner of our Dark Crystal movie on Blu-ray, and Deet Pop. Deet! From the last episode. <laughs> yeah. And our new competition details, which will be the It Chapter 2 t-shirt and sticker that we have. Mm. And then we'll have Hulk topics. We'll be discussing, if you were going to space, who would you take as your crew? <laughs> Very intriguing one there. Mm. Mm. So let's kick things off with that Home of the Hawks. What have we been doing, reading and watching the past couple of weeks since the last episode? Then, Chris? We had our Ad Astra screening. We mm-hmm. went to uh, Odeon, Leicester Square with Guy Co. It was good. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Yeah. What did you think of the... Uh, this was your first time at the Odeon Leicester Square, wasn't it? With the lovely recliner We've seats. been there before. We went there for the... Uh, the, the oh, World Good Premier Omens. Yes, good that's omens. true. Sorry. Yeah. But you, you weren't down, down below... <laughs> wasn't downtown no. <laughs> no. uh yeah i really like the the seats the recliners the four buttons yeah i was like oh which the buttons do <laughs> but uh yeah good nice yeah. very, very comfortable mm-hmm. nice goodie bag as well nice goodie bag yeah, yeah. Oh, a good couple old. of wines yeah. good times good times good times <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh you handed in your notice at work yes oh. <laughs> i have a new job, so job so <laughs> yes it's my last week at work this week and i am happy but i am also quite sad because i do really like the people just not the company <laughs> sure yes They've- sort of mistreated you and a bunch of the other people there, yes maybe. so i mean so, like ethically wise like i just can't stay there anymore <laughs> yeah i don't think it's a good idea to reward a company's bad behavior you know mm. you should find another job and go elsewhere yes which i'm doing so, so that's good yes that's yeah. good. so you have a little bit of time off after that and then we're going to america yeah, so we're going to New York Comic Con. We that's what we were doing today. Actually, we've been planning all the panels, what we want to do, yeah. like all the restaurants we want to go to and stuff. Sure, a lot of the panels seem to overlap, which is a <laughs> yeah, a lot of clashes. We're just kind of having to pick the ones that are the most, the most biggest, <laughs> yes. ones for Star us. Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. Picard. <laughs> so that's a bit annoying, but yeah. yeah. You know, that's, that's Comic-Cons that's for you. Goes, yeah. We don't even know if we'll get in. It might be too big. The blinds might be too <laughs> don't big. Don't say that. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, we completed our drive. We, we got yeah. our drive done. So Finally. That was really nice. Yes. It was much neater than it was before. It did before. Um, we did an escape room. Yeah. So the Sherlock escape room in London. So the game is now. And uh, yeah, tell me all about it, Chris. Well, we went with Geico again. It was really good. And um, you go into an optician's. Yes, and it's as you all, do. <laughs> you know, it's all like story based, and you get right into the uh, story of it. It's really good, and then you go yeah. into like Sherlock's room and everything. Twenty twenty two one B A, is it? <laughs> I, I don't know. know. And then there's like three rooms. I won't say too much because I don't want to spoil it. Mm. But like there's three three actual game rooms. Yes, where you have to find your way through. And Which then... would surprise me. That that was a lot of rooms. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really well done. Yes, was, uh, very very well done. Very clever and. Yeah. We completed it in like 58 minutes, 59 seconds <laughs> yes. or something like that. And you're supposed to, to win. You have to do it within the hour. So yeah. we got very close there yes. to not winning. <laughs> but uh, we were in like the 40% of people that win it. 
Which is bonkers. I mean, it's pretty good, you know. Probably wasn't down to us, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Teamwork. Um, yeah, no, it was really, really good. The the only cri- small criticism I do have, there were no clocks anywhere. Yeah, you had no idea of how much time yeah. you spent. Yeah, I mean, which I suppose is a good thing because you're not, you know, not you're not feeling pressured and you're watching it go down. But it's also kind of handy to, to know yeah. how much time you've I got mean, there. The guy at the end was saying, like, you are the most chilled out, chilled out team. <laughs> yeah. like, basically, kind of like, are you psychopaths? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you get grade, graded yeah. on your performance. And like in the first room, I think we got like one gold star and two ticks or something. And yeah. the second one, we got uh, one tick and two gold stars or whatever. And then the last one, we just we just smashed it. We got all the, we got all the gold stars. They weren't really gold stars. They were like some sort of symbol. <laughs> yeah. I forget. The eye. The, the, yeah. yeah. Moriarty's brother. No. <laughs> Mycroft. Mycroft. <laughs> <laughs> Moriarty's the bad guy. <laughs> sure, sure. That's an important really, yes. distinction to make then. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, we'd really recommend that. They've also got a bar afterwards. Yep. Uh, you can have like cocktails. <laughs> yes, very expensive, but it is London. Yeah, um, and I think you can do like Hound of the Baskervilles. Um, I didn't say that very well, did I? Hound of the Baskervilles. Um, like experience in the cocktail so you do like games with, with the cocktail making and stuff i think okay. mm. yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good experience i enjoyed that and then right afterwards we went to the pilot tv podcast at the london podcast Festival. yeah watch that mm. good thing. what did you think yeah i enjoyed it it's it's interesting to see people when you can listen it's to weird isn't it yeah because i did not expect them to look like that no especially boy. it's weird how you kind of get a picture of what you kind of expect someone to look like i don't i don't know what that picture was but yeah. it wasn't what i saw but i mean True. they're very attractive people i'm just saying like <laughs> it wasn't what i was expecting no it's strange isn't it i mean russell toby was a guest as well who was yes. actually really fun he yeah, was telling yeah. the story about bake-off because he did like celebrity bake-off and i it was kind of interesting to find out that there's actually teams assigned to each of the um people taking part in it and they they kind of deliberately irritate you yeah, and annoy try, you try and increase the drama <laughs> yeah and that's why they always seem a bit like rushed and, and annoyed and stuff <laughs> my mate nathan was telling me that they cook a victoria sponge in each oven before an episode is that true really to test the oven oh <laughs> is that really <laughs> well i'm pretty sure one of the ovens didn't work once so that theory yeah. kind of uh maybe they did that since then maybe sure maybe <laughs> but yeah that was part of the uh, london podcast festival yes uh, which was i mean they had uh, empire film podcast the next day uh, i think they had adam buxton which i really wanted to go to yeah. um, but he sold out like so quickly it's yeah. such a shame i think they also had um guilty feminist as well so next year definitely check it out if you're a big fan of podcasts i yeah. want to go and i think it's like if you buy three tickets you get a certain percentage of so i kind of might want to do that next time so yeah we went to a Lionsgate John Wick Hex preview night. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, this was an experience, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. It was like a networking event, I guess. Well, it was like... Okay, so the the thing was to celebrate the release of the, um, the Blu-ray, mm. they had this escape room, themed escape room, as mm. well as a bar and, and like an exhibition sort of thing. Okay. But we didn't find it. <laughs> we found no. the party for the hex game didn't right. we and right. and then we were there like where is everything <laughs> where are we what's happening it's late i'm tired <laughs> yeah, you were like nicola i hate I you <laughs> yeah um yeah so it wasn't quite clear where we were going and stuff no and we missed 
the I mean, it was just a few suits and stuff from the thing, right? Well, yeah, but they had the like dog it. there, and, and the actual dog, the real dog. Uh, probably not. Yeah. I mean, yes. you know, but it looked like the dog. <laughs> it's the statue of a dog. Uh, but you could have played the game. You could have, yeah, seen some of the suits and, and the hats and stuff. Yeah, and... I mean, they dressed up the place in there, so it looked good, and uh, you know. <laughs> So. Yeah. Looking at the pictures, yeah. I was just annoyed. <laughs> the thing that annoyed me was um, there was no one there to tell you where to go and stuff. Yeah, there been like more some sort of guidance. Like, uh, yeah. Follow me. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. At least like an introduction and then, yeah, I don't know. Mm. But it was just like through that door and then we go down and there's like a bouncer and he's like, you looking for downstairs? And we're like, yeah okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we go downstairs and we're like what's going on yeah but uh, yeah but it was interesting though because it was obviously like uh, a preview because it was open into the public the next day and um there, it was vip slash press and and the, the the main people we did see were from the apprentice oh yeah <laughs> which was interesting because the they had this big um step and repeat board didn't they and press would say like yeah, waiting yeah. there taking photos of stuff and then i was like i recognize those people yeah, yeah. There was a guy oh. standing at the bar, and I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't figure out where it was. It was, so and it was yeah. Yeah. We did have an interesting talk with uh, some of the, the the guy who worked on the game, though, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. yeah. Um, so was he the CEO of the game? Um, possibly. Or was he like just the, the manager of it all? And... I'm not sure. I can't remember. I'm very sorry. <laughs> sorry to you if you're listening. <laughs> but uh, yes, he was a nice guy. Hmm. He told us a bit about it. And then we looked. <laughs> So good times. Good times. Yeah. Uh, you had afternoon tea with your mum? I did. I had nice vegan afternoon tea with my mum and it was very nice and it was to celebrate my new job. So, yeah. Well done. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, so. I also just want to say. Okay. Before you swiftly move us along. <laughs> right. I did a, bo- a video, how we podcast. Yep. So, just a short one, just to say kind of how we have our room set up and, how, and some of our gear and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, if you're interested in that, you can check it out on We Have The Hulk YouTube channel. Yes. But, you know, whatever. Oh, there's also uh, Lily in part of the video. So, if you like cats. Yeah, Lily features <laughs> yeah. quite a lot. Actually. Yeah, she's like, don't touch me. Like, What's going on here? Why are you talking to yourself? She does her usual, wow. <laughs> yeah. She's a very vocal she's cat, isn't she? Loud. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, watching. watching. What yes. we've been watching. So, so, let's kick things off with film. So, obviously, Ad Astra. Yes. I mean, yep. right after the last episode, we watched Dark Crystal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't think it was as good as the series, actually. No. But then again, it, it was 70s, it was not, 80s? I think it was like 82. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel that the story was as... It was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. It felt very Jim Henson. Yeah. Yeah. Ad Astra and Bridget Jones' Baby. We did. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that film. I'm sorry. You were like, it's very Bridget like, Jones. Oh, more Bridget Jones, really, isn't it? It was very much the same as the others. Yeah. And it's just her stringing along a couple of guys for the whole film, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, that was so, quite manipulative, I suppose. Mm, but it was fun. I liked it. It's a good film. It was right, yeah. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, also hoping to see a couple more films before we go to New York as part of the London Film Festival. Such as? Um, there's a Nicolas Cage one, actually, which will be mm. interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, but board. it's on the same day as we go and see Joker. <laughs> But it's before, so I might be able to squeeze it in. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so TV. TV. We've been watching quite a lot of TV. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable season one. Oh, Netflix. so good. This is a true drama. True crime true drama. True crime drama. <laughs> yes. This is a true crime drama mm-hmm. uh, about a rapist. I'm really selling it here. But yeah. it's, it's a really, really good show. Mm. It gets, yeah, it's like, oh, what's going on? Very intriguing, and each like episode has quite a decent 
Oh, a very big cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. They know like, how oh, to. Gosh, darn you. How do I <laughs> stop watching? watch the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't usually like true crime drama type stuff because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's true and it's, it's a little bit too close to yeah. reality for me. It just makes me worried about the human race. <laughs> right. It was but, funny though. I heard such good things about this and I was like, right, we need to try this. And you're like, oh, but it's drama. It's crime drama. <laughs> and then we watched a couple of episodes and you're like, okay, I'm actually into this. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. It was super gripping. And I mean, the three performances, the main, so there was, um, I can't remember her name, the, late, the main lady from Booksmart you know the two of them yes the girls she was yeah. really really good there was Tony Collette who was yes. fantastic and then she worked with another detective who was very good but I think for me Tony Collette was probably the best she yeah, was really funny was a, bit, a bit strange hmm. I'm not sure I'm not 100% sure on that performance yeah I, know, I think she's fine she's good hmm okay but she I think a bit strange for me. how oh. many episodes were there like 8 or 9 or 10 there were episodes. No, about that. Yeah. But it was very Moorish. Very, very watchable. Yeah, she used <laughs> my word. <laughs> um, Preacher, season four. I've been watching a bit more of that. Yes. It definitely seems to have got out of that funk that I was sort of in. Yeah. I feel like it's started to kick off again. Things are happening and stuff. And it's, Finally. <laughs> it's good. I'm enjoying it. Get yeah. back into that. So we're not up to date on that. We've got we're like four episodes behind or something, I think. I think so, yeah. Three or four. It's good. Criminal, episode one on Netflix. What do you think? Oh, yeah. So um, uh, we told you that we watched the pilot TV podcast and, yes. and they were talking about this. They were reviewing it and they were saying how it was super impressive and, and really yeah. gripping. And, you know, David Tennant got paid to say no comment for about 15, 20 minutes. Sure. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, but I, I, I... I don't know. I don't know how I felt about this. I was just yeah. annoyed because I think it's like a case for... A different case every episode yeah and so you d- you didn't really find out what actually happened and that because yeah. i stuck with it the whole entire it's about an hour isn't it i know it's not long per se but it's quite a long time to invest in one room, essentially. Yeah. yeah and i was like i was hooked i was like i really want to know did he really kill his stepdaughter and who yeah. done it sort of thing and then you need to find out and uh, yeah i mean it did hold my attention but there were certain things about the room i mean i think I think the main good thing about it was David Tennant. Yeah. He was great. His performance was excellent. Mm. I didn't really find anyone else to be that impressive or mm. interesting, really. I found, I mean, the Pilot TV podcast guys were saying that the sound design and stuff was really great. And I was, I did not agree. I do not agree with that. Oh, I think, okay. I think it's, I feel like a lot of these British crime drama type things, they, <laughs> they're really heavy handed with the audio. It's like really uh, compressed yeah. or something. And the, the sounds, the, they're not subtle at all. They, no. They really throw them at you yeah and it's a bit like yeah it, get, it just feels i don't like it i mean it the score it was it were it, uh, there was one bit where i was like rrr, rrr, yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like yeah, oh okay yeah, yeah. i know that, time is running out like, like all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but why is time running out can't you just get him back in there well no you only have a certain amount of hours that you can actually hold someone in for questioning yeah. did you did you not do you not know this well i mean until you charge them with something right you just yeah, charge the guy and go I'll talk to you a bit more now. I mean, <laughs> I suppose so. I don't know. I don't know. Do you uh, not? Forty eight hours in police custody. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, 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 surprise. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I, I like David Tennant. I, yeah. I, it did keep my attention. Like I, I did mean, watch it till the end. But. I think the idea is interesting because it, there's um uh, there's criminal in England, there's criminal in Spain. I think there's there's a French version as well. Mm. So it does span like Euro- Europe mm. as well. It's a nice idea, but yeah. I don't like. I I'd, I'd prefer it if it it was a, one case per all the episodes. Yes, I think I agree with that. That would make more sense. More a plot over time like yeah a of a and a bit of a payoff procedural reading it's basically procedural. yeah which you're not a huge fan of no okay next island oh wow we yeah. made it through 20 minutes and i feel like <laughs> we are champions for that honestly I, I feel like we deserve a medal yeah. someone send us a medal for making it through 20 minutes of the island <laughs> oh it was awful wasn't it it's just terrible. I mean, I was I was half watching it and it was awful. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, if that makes sense. I mean, the dialogue was terrible and the yes. acting wasn't. I mean, the acting was awful. But I feel like that's often because the dialogue is awful. It's mm. like, what can you do with bad dialogue? You know? Well, no, the characters were awful characters as well. Were, it was. It wasn't good. It was not lost. It was not lost. <laughs> no. Um, Rust Valley Restorers. We oh, watched a bit of. we love this. So this is this is on Netflix <laughs> like as well. TV thing on Netflix <laughs> yeah. About. Restoring old cars. Oh, it's just really good. I really what love classic cars. Well. I don't uh, have a car. I don't even drive. But don't classic cars are very cool. Like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, used to watch a TV show about motorbike. They're like a family of uh, yeah, guys who uh, did a motor chopper. Yeah. And it kind of, it reminded me of that quite a lot. Yeah. And it was, I know it was very st- like dramatised. <laughs> they were like threw like, stuff like, at each other in that, yeah. didn't they? <laughs> Getting so many family arguments. Yeah. I hate you. Okay, I hate you too. Uh, it's normally Smash what happened. The door down. <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving. Um, yeah, I yeah but it. this, this was good. I just like the whole transformation thing as well. Seeing the car from or like this rust bucket yeah, yeah, to yeah. go to this really, really nice classic car that's been nice. restored very, very and cool. just yeah, very cool. You finished watching? Did you finish watching Angel season? Four no, I think I watched of... four or five of them. Okay, <laughs> so um. Neil from Geico was like, uh, you know, he picked the puppet episode of Angel as his favourite puppet in our last episode. Oh I was like, oh, I need to watch this again, sort of thing. So I watched one of them and I was like, I'll just download another one. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll just download another. They're $1.99 each as well. I should just buy like the whole series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just stop doing that. Um, but yeah, oh, I just, I love Angel so much and, I, and now I feel really old and... <laughs> There's an angel panel coming up at the there New York Comic Con, but we're probably going to miss it because of the same. There's the Amazon panel with Tom Clancy's Jack Reacher. And we like that. Oh, was it Jack Ryan? Jack Ryan, Jack Ryan. Yeah. and the Expanse. <laughs> but it's Angel. It's like the reunion, the twentieth reunion. Well, we don't even know if David Boreanaz is. I know, well, so. imagine if he turns up. How upset! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's that's probably what they're doing. I they're mean, hold, they're, they're holding of, back. They're going uh, like, yeah. to get an amazing surprise on stage. They can't go do wild. it without him, though, right? It seems difficult to do that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Amy Ack is there. She's my favourite. I love Fred. She's so good. Cool. Okay, next. Bake Off. <laughs> Bake Off. <laughs> <laughs> Bake Off is the best. Um, also, sorry, Titans. I've been watching Titans season two briefly. It's okay. very good, actually. Quite enjoying it. Sure. Um well, there's more characters from the comics, which is, gives it a little bit more. Yeah, like, I believe okay. you. Yeah, I believe sure. you. I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bake Off. I was really surprised this week. Uh, they they um, evicted someone, uh, like the Big Brother House, uh, <laughs> who I was quite surprised about, who I don't feel like deserved to be chucked out. Mm. What were your thoughts? Who was it again? 
I can't. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't possibly spoil it. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. I thought it was going to be the cheesecake. Is it bread, bread week? Bread no, week? it was dairy, no, week. dairy week. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, but... gosh. Let's not talk about this with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was great. But there was that really, really funny bit where no, um, the Welsh lady went wrong and Noel was behind her and then he just started tiptoeing yeah, yeah, back. That was, really, that's <laughs> that was fantastic. That's yeah. Um, I've also been watching uh, It's Now the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. Chris's favourite time of the year. Um and today it was New Zealand versus South Africa and it was a really good match and it was so good. And uh, let's face it, New Zealand are gonna win, right? Now this you will spoil. You won't spoil Bake Off. No, no, I mean overall New Zealand are gonna win the World Cup, okay. right? I don't know, I wasn't paying attention to who won the <laughs> Sorry. And uh, Strictly is returning this week. It's on tonight. Yeah. We are recording this on Saturday. Yeah. So after all of that, all of the TV we've watched, what would you say your pick of the week is? Uh, It's got to be unbelievable. I mean, we watched the whole season of it, didn't we? So (laughs) that's really good. Um, Preacher, though, I'm really enjoying Preacher now. So back on board with that. Mm. Okay, so... What about you? you oh, yeah, well. sorry. <laughs> Answer my own question. Um, yeah, it definitely believable. It's just so good. It really hooks you. It really gets you. And, and you can't just... Ha- you just can't help watching all of it in uh, a couple of days, which is what we did. Yeah. Cool. cool. Um, I just want to mention some things I've been playing. Okay, very quickly. Yes. <laughs> so a bit of Diablo 3 again. Season 18 I've been playing. Season my 18. Barb, my barbarian. I've completed the ult- the penultimate challenge tier mm-hmm. uh, for the season, and I got the stash tab, which is like the main thing I was looking to get. So now I'm just like, ah, so I've done it. That's good. <laughs> right. So that was I had to change to an IK speed farming build to complete it. Okay. So mm-hmm. also, Borderlands Three has been released. Well, you haven't played any of that, have you? No, because I, um, I have two like friends that I play these these games with. Yeah. We play Borderlands Two together um, as a threesome. <laughs> hey up <laughs> and yeah that was really great it was so much fun it was had i think we all took like a week off work and we just played really it. wow do you remember that possibly <laughs> uh, it was really good but it's unlikely to happen again i think because like, <sighs> tom's going to new york and stuff and he's just really busy with work and everything so maybe People i can grow up Nathan. Nathan. <laughs> yeah and if you have it on pc do you want to play? <laughs> <laughs> be my friend. Uh, yeah. yeah, be my friend. <laughs> play, <laughs> with friend. play with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. we also played uh, some Pokemon Go, actually. I forgot about that. It was community day, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the Tortugas the or whatever. What Tortugas? It? What's that? Tortugas. What was it? I don't even know. Pass. Pass. Oh, we spent it last weekend. Well, you you flew ahead. You got like five shinies, didn't Shinies all up in the place. I got two. But it was okay. And now there's like Gen 4. What is this? Oh, What's Gen 4? Gen 5, isn't it? Oh, is it Gen 5? No. I don't even know. Who knows anymore? I've lost, I've lost count. <laughs> okay. Yes, listening. We've been listening to a few things. So the new Blink-182 album, Nine. Blink-182? Blink I'm sorry. Can you <laughs> can you correct this? Blink-182. Thank you. <laughs> Why that's such a good deal, honestly. <laughs> the new album, I enjoyed it. You don't enjoy it so much, right? No, I mean, it's okay. It's yeah. Okay. It's just... So... There's Mark Hoppus left and Travis from the original three, right? Tom DeLong is now gone. He was my favourite. Um, he probably had the best voice. Hmm. 
um, questionable. Ooh, okay, um, but they have the the new singer is uh, from Alkaline Alkaline Trio, I believe, okay. and um, him and Mark Hoppus have a very similar voice. So I just don't really see that there's much to. Mm, they just mm, there's just not that much depth in there anymore, you know, because they all sound very similar. Well, there's and... not much depth. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, <laughs> I oh, I yeah. to Blink One Eight Two for depth. No. Can I say it right that time? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, hmm. Yes. I enjoy, I enjoy the music. I, I like it. I, I like the sound. It's good. Okay. I feel well, like uh, I need to listen to it more, yeah. to be fair. Fern Cotton, you listen to? Yes, yeah. So Fern Cotton, uh, she actually has a podcast called Happy, um, along with a book, I believe. Um, and she kind of interviews different people each time she does an episode. And that guest talks about what makes them happy. And yeah. um the reason why I really it's did nice this, it's a nice concept, actually. It feels like a wholesome sort of bake-off sort of style thing, if that mm. makes sense. Talking about bake-off, uh, the real reason why I did listen to it was because she had Mary Berry as a guest, and Mary Berry is delightful. So yep, <laughs> I was like, I need to listen to this. And now I might listen to a couple more, actually, just to see like different guests and, and what they talk about. It's, it's a nice concept, really, I think. Ooh, what else have you been listening to podcast wise <laughs> uh, so I, I do really like the guilty feminist actually i think it's really good and um they recently did a they've been doing quite a lot of live shows at the moment and they did one with um i think it's margaret atwood you know the author of handmaid's tale, handmaid's tale. Oh, yes <laughs> Yeah, and she released uh, the second book, and uh, I think there was like a big launch thing, and and they were doing a live podcast with it and stuff. And that was really interesting, and that was really good. Um, also been listening to Earth Nine podcast, so that's Rob and Jim, which yeah, is really Jim. good. And also just chatting with Mark from Skip to the End. So this is from Nurse Chatting. So it's yes. Nate from Nurse Chatting. Yeah. He has like a guest on, and they talk about um their stories yes. actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also another nurse chatting one they talk about what they're looking forward to in the rest of the year uh, and some guy care as well which I need to catch up on uh, but yeah I'll be listening to them this week okay I think uh, was that everything? that's all the things moving on to the <laughs> all other things okay I do what I do because of my dad he was a hero he gave his life for the pursuit of knowledge <laughs> So Ad Astro was released in UK cinemas on Friday the 18th of September. Directed by James Gray, who's previously done The Lost City of Zed and We Earn the Night, the synopsis for the film is Astronaut Rory McBride undertakes a mission across an unforgiving solar system to uncover the truth about its missing father and his doomed exhibition expedition that now 30 years later threatens the universe so chris what are your initial thoughts going in and out of the film? right i think the trailers looked amazing mm-hmm. looked really great visually i was a bit worried it was going to be one of these sort of pretentious oscar type films <laughs> yeah you know where um because mainly due to brad pitt being in it really because he tends to be in quite upper sort of you know <laughs> right. you know what i mean like highbrow okay kind of. but i i really found it interesting that he's doing something like this though because i feel like has he done anything spacey before i'm not sure he has you know so it feels like quite a departure for him Mm. which i like yeah so there's that okay (laughs) but coming out um it did have an element of that pretentiousness for me yeah just because i feel like the technicals came before the story to some degree okay but actually it wasn't quite to the level that i was expecting and i really enjoyed it overall so Mm. 
Okay. Uh, so similar to you, I was really looking forward to this film. Uh, the trailers looked amazing. I didn't know so much about the story, which was actually quite nice because, you know, trailers nowadays, they're like, here's the whole film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah, okay, sure. thank you for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, really excited about it. Um, going in, but then coming back out again, I had very mixed thoughts about this. I thought it was quite a complex film. Um, I think when we came out, because we went with Geico, didn't we? We all had sort of, I think it split the group really, didn't it? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Which it was, was a, quite a interesting. Yeah. I mean, I loved it up until the end and then the end happened. And then I thought it was just a very pretentious film that had no answers to it. <laughs> sure. Interesting. Fair? Interesting. I definitely felt that as I went through, I mean, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Yeah, but I did it's feel an experience, like, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a space journey, space voyage. <laughs> you know? Indeed. Yeah. But um, yeah, I felt like it kind of lost its way. Yeah. As as I was going through, I kind of started thinking, oh, oh, <laughs> not sure about that. Oh, mm. ooh, not sure about that. <laughs> uh, so. Mm. Yes, yes, there was a bit of that. Okay, so characters and performances. Uh, so there's not actually that many characters in this film, really, is there? No, I mean, you have a lot of sort of background and, yeah. characters, people that you don't really get to know or anything. Mm-hmm. I think the main one, there's like four main ones, maybe. Yeah. So you've got Brad Pitt as Roy McBride, mm-hmm. who is the space com astronaut yep. slash army guy is it an army thing i don't know i got the impression that there was an element of sort of military to it okay but yeah anyway so he's like the main guy and um he is on a mission to find his pops Mm -hmm. who's presumed dead presumed dead he's been missing for some time 30 years in space yes yes so obviously tommy lee jones is in it as well um background characters there's ruth negger from preacher Donald Sutherland and also Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler's in it, yeah. Yeah, very briefly. (laughs) (laughs) Even less than Armageddon. She doesn't do very good with space films, does she? Mm. (laughs) Only gets left uh, on Earth and... Poor, poor lady. <laughs> so Tommy Lee Jones is Clifford McBride. Yes, so Brad Pitt's father. Indeed. So a revered sort of um, astronaut. He was like ahead of his time and like yes. the best. Yeah, like a per- pioneer, I guess. Yes, yeah. Um, Ruth Negger is Helen Lantos, who is a leader of the Mars base, I think. Yeah. I think. And then Donald Sutherland is Thomas Pruitt, who is Clifford McBride's friend. Yes. I believe that's all we need to know, really, yeah, for characters. pretty much. Okay, so, so performances? Yeah. yeah. I really liked Brad Pitt. I thought he was great. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed his performance. Unsurprising, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Jones, great as well. They're all great. I really liked all the performances. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was nice and simple. Um, yes, Brad Pitt, I think, carried the film. It was yeah. very much, I mean, this film was very much in the same sort of ilk as Gravity and First Man. And it was like more sort of a character study. So it was sure. all about him and his uh, his journey and his emotions along the way. It was very emotional. There was a lot it was, yeah. yeah. And um, I think he really did. He, he went, there was a big transformation, wasn't there? throughout the film and yeah. i think he did very very well in portraying that because it was mainly just him <laughs> yeah. and to act by yourself against like certain elements and and things that are happening around you especially considering how much vfx yeah there is in this movie, yeah like how much of it could have been real you know mm. it's you didn't you, really never, impress- you never get that impression you never feel like oh this is fake exactly which is a great thing. So yeah they obviously did a really great job with that yeah and I think I'm not the I don't know, I like Brad Pitt in like Fight Club and in Seven. Yeah. I haven't I'm yet to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I heard he's really really good in that. Yeah, this is the first film that I kind of really connected with him. Yeah, I think that's actually. kind of true for me as well. Like usually he plays. I feel like he often plays like assholes. 
Yeah, very detached sort of characters. Yeah, yeah, ones that you don't really connect with, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he was, it was a very similar character in in that sense because he was very detached and emotionally reserved because of the job. Because, you know, obviously he had to keep his heart rate down and blah, blah, blah. But the transformation he had, you really kind of went along with him and you really felt for him. And there was a very particular scene where it was a bit of a gut punch for me. And I was Mm. a bit like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I feel you there sort of thing. You're right, he starts off quite deadpan and like you you don't really get beneath that armour, do you? But as it goes through, he progresses and becomes less composed and you connect with him on a more of an emotional level yeah and yeah. i mean it's it is very interesting it is very much a study about fathers and sons and relationships and how mm. how your father can inherently craft you and and the yeah, impression the child, that they have yeah, to your <laughs> yeah. And, i mean losing your father when you were so young it really it really shaped him and i mean that legacy that he had because of his father he had a lot to live up to and all these expectations and yeah it was it was very interesting but the ending we'll talk about it later sure, but sure. very frustrating okay story well, well we'll just say we're not going to spoil anything in this and yes. then right at the end we'll do a spoiler section and yep. at that point we'll tell you and then you can skip to the next time code yeah oh also got to say tommy lee jones is fantastic um i haven't seen him in a role like like this before no. um so it was very interesting and and i was quite shocked yeah that's what i'm gonna say because i don't want to spoil it yeah, yeah same with that's you great. though across the board yeah, they're all very good yes yeah okay story so story so just some kind of basic initial non-spoiler plot to kind of set the scene <laughs> okay um story time so the space command which is like i guess it's like a new part of the military it's like they're now in space. And yeah. Do you think, or was it just a private company? I'm not sure. I'm not really well, sure. it was weird because uh, the, the, the journey from Earth to Moon or where wherever it was, it was owned by Virgin, that ran yeah, the that's thing. that's something I'm and... going to bring up later okay. because that's quite, that, <laughs> Sorry. that definitely stuck in my mind a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Please continue. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like it was like NASA, but owned by a corporation of some sort. So possibly, okay. yeah. You, yeah. So the, the military did come into it at one point. They did, maybe yeah. that's not quite, that wasn't think, space comm. Yeah. Yeah, it was military slash um, intelligence services. Okay. Because obviously they link to the whole um, catastrophe that's happening that I'm sure you're going to tell them about now. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I will just say as well that we are now an interplanetary species. We are we have bases on the moon and Mars. Yeah. Uh, but yes, this this catastrophe we're referring to. <laughs> yeah. So there's mysterious power surges. Surges? Surges. <laughs> surges. Surges. <laughs> <laughs> causing havoc on Earth and the colonies. Yep. So, yes, that's kind of where we set the scene, basically, in the movie. Mm. And then there's the search for Clifford McBride, yep. who has been missing for some time. Yes. And his son, Roy McBride, is helping with the search. Yeah, because they believe that's where the sort of power and energy sort of originates from. That, that, base. that direction. Yes. <laughs> sure. Right, so then story. Let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> um, so I really, like I said before, I really enjoyed the journey. Um, yeah. I definitely started to develop some issues as we were going through the film. And I will talk about that, about that in the... Uh, spoiler special. The spoiler <laughs> yes. So what, what what do you want to say about... Okay. The... Uh, I've written quite a few things, actually. Okay. Um, so as I said before, it was like very much like Gravity, First Man, Interstellar. It wasn't sure. very sci-fi. It was more based on like journeys and exploration and drama. Of sure, space. I felt like it was set in space, but it wasn't. It wasn't really it wasn't about really space. A science yeah, exactly. So kind of don't go in with that expectation there, right. because yeah. it's just kind of like set in the future. Yes, but I mean, do you consider something set in the future to be science fiction, no. or is it just like the natural world? But 
It, it was strange, wasn't it? It yeah. was weird. It was it was a very plausible future, and that yeah. I feel like it could happen, for sure, which for was sure. which was very interesting. I thought, which is quite a powerful thing. I think it's quite yeah. an optimistic thing. I yeah. felt. True. I was watching it. Um, so again, it explores quite deep themes. So there's like survival, loneliness, um, the sort of age-old question: Are we truly alone in the universe? And and what what impact does that have on the species, as like humankind? Sure. Um, there was this weird sort of monologuing throughout the film, which I kind of want to talk about. So the structure and the narrative, the monologuing was sort of his internal dialogue and okay. and stuff, and oh, that kind of annoyed me. It felt a bit like. Um, um, Deadly class, you, you know, he was uh, monologuing and it was all very sort of teeny, whereas in this it was very pensive and melancholic and, you know, the sins of the father and... <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I don't really even remember that. Really? You kind of grated on me, really. I I understand the the use of it, but it was a bit like, okay. Look out for that when I'm watching it. It's been a while, to be fair, since we watched it. So I'm trying to kind of get my thoughts out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very deep soul searching stuff. And if that's not what you're looking for, then don't see this film, is all I'm going to say, really. Sure. Okay. Should we talk about the visuals? Yes. So this is where the film really comes alive, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Generally speaking, the effects all looked really excellent, and I really loved like the space battles with the moon rovers and everything. <laughs> space pirates, <laughs> and yeah, and the, the way the sound worked in that battle was really cool as well. Yeah, it was weird because it was, it was like they were like underwater, wasn't it? Was, like, it? Delayed, and then there was it, kept, it got really loud when something hit in front of you or something. It yeah. felt like it could be real. The that, yeah, it, yeah, the way that it could actually work yeah. on the moon. So I liked that because it felt scientifical. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it just felt like feasible, you know? Yeah. Just really nicely shot, um, clearly with expensive cameras and a lot of film grain IMAX and stuff. IMAX cameras. IMAX cameras, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, oh, this looks really nice. And then you're like, it's IMAX. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Technical. <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot of film grain and stuff, which I assume they added afterwards. Is IMAX film or is it it's digital now, surely? I mean, I think some of it is still filmed on... It depends. Some of some films are still filmed on, like, 35mm film, which is weird. I know Tarantino does that quite a lot. I'm not sure about IMAX, I mean, per se. <laughs> even if you did shoot it in film and it had lots of nice film grain, and then you, but you have to add in all these, like, space elements. You'd have yeah. to add in some film grain over the top so to make it look like no it fits. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it looked great, regardless. Yeah. And I had some issues, which I will discuss in the spoiler section. Okay. But I have some points about, like, the Virgin Atlantic and everything. Can I talk about that quickly? <laughs> sure, go for it. So, why Virgin Atlantic? Uh, hashtag sponsored. Hashtag sponsored. <laughs> Spon- yeah. Promoted. Hashtag yeah. sponsored. Um, but Virgin Galactic is the space one, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's true. That, that, like, thing where they go up to... It's, it might not even be space. People keep going, <laughs> well... They kind of go quite high, but it's actually not considered space. Mm. So they don't even really go to space. Yeah. So that kind of got to me a little bit. Okay. Especially since it all, all the tech looked like SpaceX, SpaceX tech to me. <laughs> oh, really? Because like... Okay. Even down to like the landing pad colours. Yeah. Like the white and the yellow. It looked <laughs> Maybe like a SpaceX <laughs> landing pad to some degree. Yeah. And they... And like when they got to the moon, they had like tunnels. Was it moon or was it Mars? They had tunnels. And I was thinking, yes. boring company. Elon Musk at it again. (laughs) So, just saying. But I felt like they got the wrong spot. Yeah. Well, I (laughs) thought it was very interesting. For some reason, it very it it reminded me of Blade Runner in that sense. Like all the corporations and the advertising, and I mean, I think there was a subway somewhere. Yes, there was. Like actual subway. Yeah, it's very much still 
a con- uh, yeah what so the thing that stru- struck me the most and uh, bear with me <laughs> sure these people escaped earth because of the whole trappings of like um corporations and the exact same reason they go to the moon they want to find new life right, they want to they're trying to escape they're getting out there yeah. they're trying to find out what's new in in the universe exactly yeah. and then there's friggin' subways there's same virgin atlantic <laughs> yeah. yeah you want a new start and then you go and do that just what's the point it really <laughs> angered me point. i mean i think they brought it up in the film and yeah, they did, the they humans did. It, yeah it's part of us isn't it really yeah, we, we have our societies and we, yes. we hold on to them regardless of how well they serve us <laughs> yes. yes. What is the word? It's not communism. It's the other one. Capitalism. Capitalism. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, okay. Yeah. Capitalism. We're yes. still very capitalist in the future, which yeah. is which is fine, but it's just the consumerism kind of thing, which kind of bugs me a little bit. But yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's kind of what, what I wanted to get off my chest there. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do you have any other points on visuals I and stuff? do. So for me, um, this is the most visually stunning spectacle I've actually seen in a long, long time. I, I think gravity was out there, but this, this felt so real. And great. Yeah, just fair play to it. I mean, the it had a lot of action sequences. As, as I know I said it wasn't like all out action, right. which is fair. It's a good mix of action and sort of themes and things. Um that opening sequence, how did they film that? That was, that I felt literally sick watching it because the camera, it was so dizzying and because mm. you fell from space yeah, yeah. and it was, oh, it just, it felt so real and it boggles my mind. <laughs> it's just very impressive. It fantastic, um, no doubt about that. Again, the vehicle chase on the moon, I thought that was really, really well done. Um, I think you need to see this film on the biggest screen possible, really, just to do it justice. To I think it's best, yep. yeah. And yeah, it was all, it was just very immersive. It was a true experience. And um, the cinematographer was an actual um, Nolan collaborator. So Christopher Nolan works with him a lot, which kind of makes sense. So it's Hoyt van Hoytema, I believe his name is. And for me, the cinematography felt very sort of Kubrickan in a way. It had like Space 2001. There was a lot of reds and it just, and a lot of orange. And it, it felt. Yeah, it was it was very well done. I thought. I'll look out for that when I watch it yes. again. And the sound, the score, I thought was really well done as well. I don't okay. know if you noticed this. So this is Max Richter, who's done um, score for Shutter Island and The Leftovers. It was just really atmospheric and haunting, and it really yeah. it got it just added so much to the visuals. And I yes. just thought, like visuals, cinematography, sound. I just thought it was fantastic. Agreed. Yes. It's all great. Okay, so do we rate it and then do spoilers? Yeah, let's let's rate it and give our recommendation or non-recommendation. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you want to go first? Sure. I found this really difficult. I mean, in my if you want to go and check out my written review, (laughs) (laughs) go to we have a hog.co.uk. I gave it four out of five stars, um, but mainly on the basis of the visuals and the score. Right. Technically, very very technically very hard to knock points off. Sure. For the, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, but the the ending, it just just the pretentious ending mm. was where it got me, which is why I knocked the star off. So um, for a whole crating, I'd give it one and a half thumbs up. And okay. I would, if you liked First Man and Gravity and Interstellar, those sort of thinky, more thinky films, I think you'll love this. So I'd recommend it if you liked those films. Cool. Yeah, I would. I also kind of struggle with this the rating. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't like doing half thumbs, so I have to <laughs> kind of just go with my full thumbs. My full thumbs. <laughs> okay. And give it one thumbs up. I feel okay. bad because I really enjoyed the movie, 
But I just had problems, like you said, with the story. I felt like the story yeah. wasn't up to par with the technicals. Mm. I think it was um, the third act mainly, wasn't it? Certainly seemed to worsen as it went along. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't awful. No. But I have issues with like the message and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also some of the kind of stepping stone plot points got to me a little bit. Well, we'll talk about that now. Yeah. I just want to say that I would okay. definitely recommend everyone go see this one and yeah. make up your own mind, especially if you're into space movies. Okay, so spoiler section. Okay. Okay, spoilers. So, what do you want to talk about? That ending? <laughs> I want to do visuals first because okay. I feel like the story is more important and I need to go into that a little bit more detail. Right. So, the, the one kind of visual element that bothered me, I think, kind of in terms of whether it was physically possible, was <laughs> okay. the bit where McBride launched himself back to his ship Yes. at the end. And he had like the shield door thing. <laughs> the cap shield. And he was like, yeah. move in. And firstly, where were they? Because I thought they... I'm confused about where they were. Yeah, um, I've, I read Pluto, but Pluto obviously doesn't have any rings. No, it might have been some sort of moon. Saturn. Moon of Jupiter. Oh, Jupiter. Jupiter yeah. or Saturn or something. Mm. But anyway, it was a planet and it had rings. Yes. Uh, or a moon. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's trying to get back to his ship. And for some reason, there's now rings in the way. Mm-hmm. So they've, I don't know, what, was there drift? How, why did that happen, firstly? And then he's <laughs> going towards it. And there's, you see on the screen, these are not small particles, no. certainly, at first <laughs> at least. They're quite large rocks or ice or something. Densely packed as well. densely packed. Yeah. And it's like, how are you going to get through that without it affecting either your trajectory yeah. or your speed? Didn't seem to do it and either. And the thin piece of metal you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have issue with that so much. It would have been a bit like, ah, clunk, clunk, nah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like he would have been pushed off course or he would have certainly yeah. slowed down a bit because like, it's going to absorb some of your yeah. momentum. You, you know? Like physics wise and like theoretical wise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see where you're coming from. And I feel like there was maybe one or two other moments where I felt this. Yeah. I mean, to, at the start of the movie, I was really getting into it because I felt like all the physics seemed quite real. And yeah. the moon part with the moon buggies and everything, that seemed really cool to me. Yeah. So it was just a kind of went as it was going towards the end, I was mm. getting like... Also, the, yeah, I'll get onto this because this is more story than visuals. <laughs> okay. But the plot device that got them on the hunt for Old Man McBride... <laughs> old Man McBride. Old Man Logan. Yeah. <laughs> felt contrived to me. Okay. Because it didn't really even make sense at the end of the movie. Like... There's no way that that tiny ship could have generated enough energy to travel across, to travel all the that distance, to, yeah. and have any effect at all on the various colonies of Earth. Yes, you know. So that whole plotline, <laughs> to me, is just Doesn't like defunct. And uh, you know, it's like <laughs> okay, it unraveled all the hard work it set up. Basically, yeah. Right? I start to question the movie's commitment to science fiction, and okay. I start to go, okay, maybe this isn't a science fiction movie, right. and that's kind of like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. And then I realise. It's not about science fiction yeah. in the end. Yeah. Um, it's like it's space. not going to be necessarily accurate or yeah. feasible. And knowing that the whole movie is built on sand to some degree, mm. and maybe that's a bit harsh, but that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. It just sells the deal. Yeah. And, uh, I feel we need to get like Neil deGrasse Tyson to have his opinion <laughs> yeah. on this. He should have <laughs> yeah. been on the movie, like helping him out. Being exactly. Like, this yeah. Is, this is how this would work, guys. Mm. Because it's, it doesn't make it any worse. I mean, 
you make it real, right? I mean, yeah. it's not going to... Another thing that bothered me as well, and I don't know whether this is, you know, technically sound because I saw it in gravity, <laughs> which possibly isn't a good suggestion, but, you know, the boost he has when, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right at the end, you know, he's attached to his dad and his dad tugs mm-hmm. him away and he's even further away from his start point and he's got this little bit of boost and I'm pretty sure in gravity she was saying you've only got a certain amount of boost right. in your jacket or whatnot space suit whatever and um space jacket yeah (laughs) (laughs) he he would have used that all up i'm sorry he would have been there floating in space forever uh i think i think think they can get away with that one just because you don't really know how much he's got (laughs) so you can go eh, maybe he has enough yeah i suppose so but um yeah and i feel like this is kind of the same way i feel about black panther I know it's kind of, it's, it's it's an entirely different movie, but just okay. indulge me for a hot second, okay? okay? Um, so it claims to be a superhero movie, yeah. But I felt the superhero elements were kind of pushed into the background in order to have this family tribal drama thing, yeah. And actually, when you really get to the meat of what the story is in it, I don't think there needed to be. It didn't yeah, need to be a superhero say, movie, yeah. Okay. There was no, it, it could have been told in any number of different settings. And I feel like that's the same with this story. Ultimately, the story could have told, been told, didn't have to be told in space. It yeah. could have been told anywhere, exactly. really. Yeah. So that annoyed me a little bit as well. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> yeah. Shall um, we talk about story now? Or do you have I, another point? I have some more points, oh, if you don't mind. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> the message, okay? Okay. We'll get to the message. What was the message? <laughs> Well, ultimately, it was one that didn't really fit with the movie, I felt. Uh, So where, I mean, I already mentioned, but like the space elements being pushed into the background and everything. But yeah, throughout the whole thing, I'm thinking, this is great. A movie that's encouraging us to be multiplanetary species and pushing us beyond our boundaries (laughs) and into the great unknown. Mm. You know, it's really inspiring. It's amazing. And then ultimately seems to result in Brad Pitt's character realizing that he just wants to return to Earth and live with his family. Which is fine. Just to clarify, (laughs) I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Obviously, the most important thing in our lives as individuals is family and friends, right? Okay. But I'm just saying it felt like it was suggesting the whole thing was a waste of time Mm. and that we shouldn't have gone to the stars in the first place. And the movie is called Ad Astra, which means to (laughs) To the the stars. stars. (laughs) And I feel it's important that we have these aspirations as a species to push us forward and eventually become multiplanetary in my view, because after all, we only have one planet, and ultimately that's a single point of failure. And if we destroy it, which we, we, are. we all die, yes. and there will be no life. So I feel <laughs> it's, impro- it's important, you know, that we... <sighs> <laughs> this has got very deep. Just my two Satoshis, but that's, that's kind of how I felt about the message. I was a bit bummed out by it. Okay. I felt like this movie was disappointing me. Like, I, I was really enjoying Aww. it. And then it would hit me with something, and I'd be like, oh, that's disappointing. And then they would hit me with something <laughs> else, and I'd be like, oh, that's slightly disappointing. I enjoyed the experience, and I had fun with yeah. it. But it just, yeah. like, oh, there was certain things. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got to agree with you on the whole theme thing right. i it really it felt like this big like grand grandiose whatever that word is like sure. yeah examination of like you know that's claiming to be this big thing isn't yeah it? about humanity and discovering these things yeah. and a very star trekky sort of yeah, yeah. Uh, themes and stuff and then 
you get so he gets to his father right yeah turns out his father didn't find any sort of other life out there and it's made him crazy and he yeah. basically said i didn't give a shit about you or your father or your mother yeah <laughs> i don't care about you and now i'm annoyed because there's nothing else out there what's the point sort of thing right and it's like wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that was very big act just an anticlimax to me really and then and then he went back and he was like okay right maybe i should start loving people <laughs> <laughs> like how did you get to this i feel like that kind of made sense though to me because it was like okay i've spent all this time thinking about my dad when he actually didn't want to be with me obviously because he didn't he wasn't there yeah. so maybe i should focus on the people back home hmm. but i just feel like it went too far to the point where it was like maybe we shouldn't even go to the stars at all you know Maybe yeah. we shouldn't have any kind of aspirations or dreams. Mm. We should just focus on what's at home. That's that's what I took from it. But yeah. yeah. But I mean, to find... Oh, I don't know. I just found it very disappointing how they didn't find any sort of life or, or anything. And yeah. they all went mad. And oh, yeah, it, it, was, really it was also very like, bleak and very... Oh, they didn't really go into the kind of madness thing or anything. No. They didn't explain the monkeys in space. <laughs> Yeah. That really wasn't necessary. Like, I don't think it added much to that whole. No, story, and it annoyed me. Add some kind of drama. I was thinking, like, I mean, we we seem to be a progressive species. We're now interplanetary, as you said. Yeah, yeah we're still fucking testing on animals. <laughs> yeah. What is wrong right. with us? Yeah. Oh, and then we're still having bloody subways, and it just <laughs> it made me mad. <laughs> well, maybe they were all vegan subways. You well, know? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, if we're still testing on animals. That's true. <sighs> that is true. Oh, anyway. Sorry. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> I think we've, we've. I think we've covered it. This horse right? to death. I think we? so. I'm not sure that's yes. the phrase. Flog, flog that, was horse. phrase. that was a horrible <laughs> phrase. That was a horrible. Why would you say such things? Yes. Okay. Yes. Anyway, let us know what your take was of the film. Yeah, please don't be too offended by our thoughts. They <laughs> yeah. are just our opinions. Indeed. And, uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. this episode we're joined by special guest teach grant who plays henry bowers in it chapter two so crystal hasn't seen this because he's a little bit of a wimp <laughs> <laughs> i'll watch this when it's on like amazon or something. okay yeah or dvd or something sure but it's a really really good film so he plays the adult version of henry bowers uh, we had nicholas hamilton in it chapter one who played the young henry bowers and i think it's a really fantastic sort of older version of of the character and the character is really interesting because you know he's portrayed as this bully and you know he goes a little bit crazy but it's, it's very interesting because kind of it's about sort of abuse and and how that affects you and whether you're beverly or henry and it's just it's very interesting because he's not quite a clear-cut villain and he's not obviously not a hero and it's it's just a very very interesting character so teach will dive more into the character in the interview mm -hmm. so enjoy <laughs> fantastic so welcome teach grant aka henry bowers from it chapter two how are you doing today i'm well yourself yeah very good thank you it's right, so a first question uh, were you f a fan of the novel or original mini series before you landed the role I saw the original adaptation, the 1990 miniseries, when I was in high school, and that was a bit of a an early must-see television event. Um, and I remember my mom always had a copy of of it on on her bookshelf at home, and and I'd never read it myself, but uh, 
I certainly was a fan of the miniseries and then moving forward into the uh, new adaptation in 2017. And I mean, did you get to work with Nicholas Hamilton? So talking about the original It um, it Part 1 uh, in preparation for the role? Well, we went out to dinner and uh, went out to dinner with him and his mom and had a, a lovely evening out. And we chatted and uh, we didn't really talk too much about Henry Bowers, the character. We were just more talking about experiences with a franchise uh, of that scale and and magnitude. Um, he kind of left it all on the table in it, chapter one. Yeah. Um, everything that he did was so fantastic and, and informative and, and all the relationships and the reasons why were really well drawn out with the relationship to his father uh, and the idea that bullies are, are created and, and not born. Um, so between that and... And the script for chapter two, I really, I really just felt that I had everything uh, that I needed, and, and of course I had Nick, uh, Nick on DVD to, to consult and, and <laughs> yeah. kind of study, study a lot of the mannerisms that uh, you know he introduced in chapter one, and try to bring as much of that forward into chapter two, which is it's a bit interesting because usually you just build something from scratch, but because he cultivated the character previously, in a way you're kind of some of it you're going backwards um, mm. because it's been done. So you're almost starting with a, a product that had been nearly completed. And then, of course, you've got the 27 years in between, in which case you just start to do a little bit of creative writing and then and build upon it from there. Definitely. I mean, it's such a fascinating study of like what effects abuse can have on someone, whether that's Henry or Beverly. And in a way, did you find it a bit more interesting to play Henry? He wasn't such a clear-cut villain or hero. Yeah, I mean, he was just, I kind of look at him as, as almost like one of those incel type characters where he was disenfranchised he'd been put into a situation through abuse from his father and and that made him susceptible to you know its coercions and and so in a sense to me henry bowers becomes a bit of a manchurian candidate Hmm. um and and you can kind of see this happening with different characters throughout uh the world you know these these kids that end up getting whether it's taken advantage of and, and being incorporated into things like white supremacy or other, you know, anger and ignorance sort of based philosophy. Um, yeah. You know, they've, they've generally been, um, in my, you know, opinion, I'm, I'm not saying that 100% right, but I, I would estimate most of these kids have been, you know, abused in their home life or social life in one way or another that, that puts them in a position where they can be, you know, so easily persuaded into something that is just, um, that doesn't make sense to a healthy, normal person. Definitely, yeah. And I mean, what was it like seeing Pennywise in the flesh for the first time? Well, I mean, he's uh, he's tall to begin with. Okay. <laughs> and then by, by, by the time you put that dome on and, and the boots and, and, you know, the hair that stands, I mean, he's got to be nearly 6'6 to 6'8 when he's, wow. when he's in uh, Pennywise's costume. And, and I'm 5'10 and a half, 5'11 on a good day, depending on what <laughs> boots they put me in. So yeah. um, you're looking up, right? Mm. And that, that already uh, puts you at, a, I guess, a certain level of status definitely what was it like i mean you had this fantastic scene with eddie and i know the film's out now but i don't want to spoil too much but how did you film mm-hmm. that i mean the gore and the, and the horror aspects are just so well done 
You know, I that scene caught me by surprise, if any, uh, that we shot, including those that didn't make the cut. Um, and, and I knew Eddie was kind of like in the second seat of carrying the comedy of the film forward. Yeah. If, if you will, you know, between him and Bill Hader, they, they sort of had a, a one-two punch going on. Um, so I hadn't predicted that tonally that the scene was going to go where it did. And, and so that really, you know, pretty much like any day making that movie, it really caught me by surprise. <laughs> so I was bringing in my Henry Bowers energy, and then he brought in his Eddie Kasparik energy. And uh, we really, I had to adjust what I was doing, I think, in order for it to, I guess, for no better word, float, so that somehow met in the middle. Yeah. Um, which was great because I, I kind of, in, in some sense, ended up playing with a few um, more comedic style beats than I had intended. For me, it was a little bit more uh, savage coming into it. Yeah. Um, and that was a big thing with, with Andy was that I think I came pretty ready to gnash my teeth and, and wield the knife and, and bring the psychosis. But... Um, you know, Andy, without even really saying it, kind of just massaged and cajoled me into sort of at times um, bringing a lighter note to Henry and, and kind of the idea that he's he's out for the first time in 27 years and, and he has a purpose. And in a sense, um, you have this character who's, who's having the time of his life. Yeah, definitely. I mean, do you have a favorite moment from set? Because obviously it's quite a dark film. So did you have to kind of entertain each other in between cuts? Um, you know, I, for me, I, you know, my favorite time was out in, uh, in Juniper Hill, uh, where we shot, uh, which is where Henry had been uh, held on to in, in the forensic psychiatric hospital for 27 years. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was a decommissioned hospital. So it was, it was very real feeling and just walking through those halls. And, um, for me, it was incredibly informative, um, and just kind of put me in exactly the right place. But what made it so great is just the, the background, uh, the extras that they, they brought in were just so enthusiastic and, and unfortunately we don't get to see enough of it in the movie, but, um, they inspired me. They were all going for it and they were all so committed and on every take that uh, it just made for a really entertaining day because of the kind of space that everybody was playing in. Yeah, yeah. Did you get to meet Stephen King while filming? Because um, there's a certain... I don't yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, got, I, got, I got to meet him briefly and, and to me he was Mr. King. Um, you know, it was, it was an honor. It was kind of... Uh, out in Derry itself, and it was on the second day of, of shooting the scene with Eddie. And uh, Mr. King came up and he said, "Oh, so you're you're the crazy one?" And I laughed, <laughs> and, and I said, "He's not crazy. He's he's just emotional." <laughs> and he chuckled, and he and he gave me a look, and, and in some way, I interpreted that look of, "No, I wrote I wrote him. He's he's crazy." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, but uh, you know, true. Uh, American literary royalty, you know, his body of work and how informative so many of those stories like Stand By Me, you know, to my own cultivation growing up in in the 80s, um, you know, just his voice has been 
has been prolific and 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 you know that's a big part of what these 80s films uh and you know of course his books do is just champion the idea of individuality you know things yeah. that we're still talking about and really trying to conquer today um he was doing you know 30 years ago and and that whole message of it's okay to be different to be a nerd to be a geek to be <laughs> in our film a loser right and and this is a pretty pretty sneaky and quality messaging that he is able to bring forward through such a fantastical fantasy and a horror tale yeah king's done some fantastic horrors hasn't he i mean do you have any other favorite horrors from him or any other favorites from the genre uh, I mean, I really do, and, and unfortunately, I think it's the movie that he would like to hand back, but um, because it doesn't necessarily stick so closely to his book, but I, I think The Shining uh, okay, is, yeah. you know, easily one of the greatest scary movies ever made. Definitely, yeah. And uh, last question, um, is there anything else that you're working on at the moment that you can talk about at all? I wish that I could talk about things. Uh, unfortunately, um, that's just going to have to wait uh, a hot minute. Fair enough. <laughs> but but uh, uh, I, do lo- I, I do look forward to announcing news sometime in the near future. Fantastic. So is it basically just keep an eye on your social media and wait till you announce something? Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. I mean, we're, we're, in, we're in a brave new world of the NDA. And uh, an actor must watch their mouth at all <laughs> yes, costs, else yeah. suffer the consequences. Yeah, especially if you're in a superhero film. <laughs> well, I mean, especially yeah. I mean, with these bigger these bigger block franchises and and, and blockbusters. I mean, we saw it with I think it was Avengers uh, this year, and 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 we're in this new world where movies are getting stolen before they're even being released, and um, it's uh, it's a different time, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Well, you have a quality day. You too. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. It's been a pleasure. Bye now. So time to announce our competition winner from the last episode. So what what are we going to be giving away, Chris? We are giving away the Dark Crystal movie on Mm Blu-ray and a Deet Pop. Yeah. So the winner is <laughs> Emma Byford at Holy Sorceress on Twitter. Well done, congratulations! Well please done. Please do enter. Uh, please do enter. You've already entered. <laughs> please do DM us your postal address where you'd like it sent into. Can be work, home, wherever. Yep. And we'll get that posted to you as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So what can we give away in this episode, then, Chris? Right, we got an IT... An IT? We got an IT desk <laughs> solutions. Okay. We got an It Chapter 2 t-shirt mm-hmm. and sticker to give away. Ooh, courtesy Ooh. of WB Shop UK. Yes. What size is the t-shirt? I think it's a large. Okay. Yeah. Fill lots of people then. Yeah. So that's good. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so how do they go about winning this then, Chris? So, you have to go over to our Twitter. There'll be a tweet with the details. Yeah. And it's just a simple case of retweeting and following. It's very nice and simple. Very nice <laughs> yes. and simple. It's normally after the pinned tweet, so it's very, very easy to find. So just head to twitter.com forward slash we have a whole pod and all the instructions will be on there. Yes, it might go up a little bit after we put up the episode. So <laughs> when I just, just check in occasionally. <laughs> yeah. You might find it. Indeed. A mystery. A mystery oh, mysteral. Yeah. So good luck, everybody. Good luck.
Hawk Topic Time. Hawk Topic Time. So we asked you guys on Twitter, if you were going to space, who would you take slash cast as your crew? So it could be real people, actors, or TV slash film characters. The sky's the limit. Mm. Mm. So head straight to you guys over on Twitter. So first up, we got Robert at That Robster, who said, I'm thinking Cisco from The Flash and Michael Burnham from Discovery because they're well clever. (laughs) (laughs) Carol from The Walking Dead because she can handle the aliens. And then the Guardians of the Galaxy because they know everything about space and they will be such great company. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a really good bunch there, I think. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking Guardians as well, but then What? I just don't think I feel like I'd feel safe for those guys. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. They're sort of like I just love Guardians how like kind of misfits they are just like a yeah, whole yeah. bunch of misfits aren't they, yeah, they and cool. but the, do they really know what they're doing is the question <laughs> well they sort of fumble through <laughs> yeah you know, true so. yeah and next up sorry that is lily i don't know joining if you can, us uh, for the, uh... <laughs> joining for the hawk topics uh so next up we got i am jack's musings i am jack's musings who said so i got sucked down a serious wormhole of, of obsession in regards to this topic resulting in a subsequent list nice, wow nice. This, this is a very impressive list actually so headed up space crew so we got for ship commander chris hadfield who's an actual astronaut yeah, if i believe right yeah. uh next up we got data a second in command uh, ofs. Ofs. <laughs> uh, next we've got Ka- carmen ibanez as pilot lily's standing on nicholas keyboard i feel like i need to google these as we go along so chris can you be official googler when we read these out official googler i'm not fast enough <laughs> Hold on. Bear, Bear with. with. Carbon Ibanez. Starship Carbon. Troopers. Ibn- oh, Starship Troopers. Okay. Next up, we got co pilot slash navigator Nia Nub. Number? Number. He's a Celestin male arms dealer and smuggler who joined the Alliance. Star Wars? To restore the Republic during the Galactic Civil War. Oh, yes. okay. Nice. It's this guy. Let me have a look. Oh, yes, I remember him. Yeah. Okay, good pick. Uh, Next up for mechanic, we've got Kaylee Fry. Is that um, Kaylee from uh, Firefly, right? I'm going to say yes, but let's check. Okay. (laughs) Because I don't know her second name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I I had her down on my list as well. So, yeah. That's a really good call. You're going to steal that one later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For chief medical officer, we've got Dr. Sherman Cottle. Battlestar Galactica. Ah. The reimagined series. Reimagined. So this isn't the one that you know. This is the the more, yeah, it's the recent one, yeah. Oh, okay. She was like, she was in charge, wasn't she? It says, Cottle is a gruff, sarcastic, and portrayed as a heavy smoker. Okay. I don't remember this character, I'm afraid. Oh, I can't sure. see a picture either, so that's <laughs> some help. Okay. Uh, next up we got as the xenolinguist, Louise Banks, who I've just looked at was the lady from Arrival. So Amy uh, Adams' character. That makes that, sense. You yeah. would need a xenolinguist. Lingu- <laughs> you would need a xenolinguist. Yes. Yes. Or a, what do they call them in like Star Trek? Just like a language officer or something. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I, don't know. I love how in-depth this has gone. Yeah, uh, next yeah. up, as alien liaison, uh, we have got Ellen Ripley. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Ripley in there, yeah. sure, sure. Oh, I like the next one. Ender Wiggin, speaker for the dead. Right. Very so cool. who's Ender Wiggin? Cool. From the... Uh, End this game. Oh, oh, sorry. Read books. Have <laughs> yeah. you read those yet? I haven't. I think. Uh, ooh, I don't know. Have you read the first one? Possibly, but not all of them. Yeah, there's a, there's there's a definite How few. Many are there? There's loads. There's like okay. the Shadow Saga as well. There's you get right. it from like someone else's perspective. Okay. In there and yeah. That's a whole big thing. It's a whole big thing. Um. Next up is Galactic Herald. What's a Galactic Herald? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Norin no Rad. Idea. Who is Norin Rad? I think Jack's just 
just take oh, over the podcast. How did I not know this? It's uh, Silver Surfer. Sorry. <laughs> right. But yeah, that was an amazing answer. All of the points there for Jax. Fantastic. What What's do you think? Tars and Case? I don't know. What's, what is Tars I don't and know what that means. <laughs> was Sorry. that accidental? Tars and Case. Is that accidental? Uh, oh, Interstellar. Interstellar. I like that movie. It's a good movie. Oh, they were the um, beep bop bop bop. <laughs> the beep bop bop bops. Good. Yes. Good. It, the, the robots, basically. Yeah. Beep That's bop. what I was trying to get at. Sorry. Sure. From Interstellar. So, yes, Chris, what do you think of this list? It's a very exhaustive list. And I'm <laughs> quite impressed. I mean, there's certain things on here which I wouldn't even con- have considered. Yeah. Having, like a speaker for the dead, for example. Exactly. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Some robots. You need some robots. <laughs> sure. Right? Yeah. Xeno linguist. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I like it. I'm on board. Next up, we got Geico at Get Your Comic Con, who said, given this some thought using the Star Trek crew model and for Captain, he's put Patrick Stewart slash Picard and then brackets ovs. Ovs. <laughs> First officer, we've got We Have a Whole Pod. Woo! Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, ship's counsellor, we have got Martin, so Boy Window 1989. Uh, science officer, we've got Neil Vag. Uh, chief engineer, we've got Earth 90C, so Rob nice, nice, and nice. Jim. And then chief medical officer, we've got Gothamite Claire. So there's that um there's that game isn't there the star trek bridge crew game oh is that yeah i don't know i feel like they can go and play it somewhere as Uh, an actual like layout where you sit at your terminals and you'll have to play a certain role interesting yeah Ah. i think that would be really cool to to do (laughs) i haven't played it before but yes I like this model. Yes. Very cool. Inspired. Um, Earth 9 and Earth 9 DC actually responded saying, we would be so good at beaming you all up. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) And next up, we got 20th Century Geek and Scorpion, a 20th Century Geek who said, it may not go well, but it'd be a load of fun. So they put a picture of Red Dwarf cast. Yes. Which I absolutely love when I was a kid. I don't know about you. Yeah, I never really watched it, (laughs) you know. I thought it was was cool, but I never really watched it. So next up, we got Nurse Chatting at Nurse Chatting, who said their captain will be Captain Picard. It's becoming very popular in this in this one. Indeed. First officer as the Doctor. Nice, nice, like it. Sure. Pilot as Han Solo. Interesting. No <laughs> Chewie. No Chewie. Chewie. Oh, true. Okay. Maybe second pilot. <laughs> Co-pilot. Co-pilot Chris. Uh, Chief of Security, Neo. I like that one too. Oh, yeah. that, uh, that's pretty cool. That's uh, Chief cool. Science Officer, Rick Sanchez. Uh, and ship's doctor dr emmett brown (laughs) and they said this was a lot of fun and not at all stressful (laughs) yeah i feel like we may have wasted a few hours for some people sorry sorry guys yeah nice list list. i like like the idea of neo i hadn't really considered because your mind kind of goes to sci-fi things you know Mm. yeah that's good cool next up we got claire payne and gothamite claire who said my space crew would be tom hanks excellent in sorting out any drama whilst in space true true Mm. bruce willis fantastic at drilling holes in asteroids just in case we have to save the world (laughs) dc world i need my team with me and we can do live giveaways (laughs) nice (laughs) from space uh neil and martin from geico we got sigourney weaver in case of an alien invasion nice nice uh And the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Nice. Cool. Very, very cool, good cool. list. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of Bruce Willis as well. Yeah, that's, that's true. I've completely forgot about Armageddon. <laughs> Armageddon. Yeah. What was the other one? Impact. Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next up, we've got Bob W. Christian at Scribologist. who said, Captain Hal Jordan, First Officer, Doctor Strange. Oh, didn't think of that either, actually. It could be coming mm. very handy. Uh, pilot Luke Skywalker. 
Oh, interesting. Uh, Chief of Security, Boba Fett. Uh, nice. Uh, Chief Science Officer, Stephen Hawking. And Ship's Doctor, Dr. Dre. <laughs> Quite a mix here. <laughs> a nice eclectic like mixer. Yeah, cover all bases. Why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah nice. Mix like it Yeah. Next, we've got Finley Wickens at Finley Wickens, who said, oh, well, he just put a gif of hand solo. <laughs> Enough <Yeah>. said. <laughs> what about Jimmy as well? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Because it's like, deal. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't have one without the other, right? I would have thought, uh, yeah, maybe. Okay, so do you want to go next or do you want me to tell you my list? You go first. You go first. Okay, so Captain, I've put Captain McCard. Obs, like, Obs. Uh, get you a comic on. Sorry. Sure. It kind of has to be, though, right? I mean, mm. Janeway was very close. Because, you know, I do really like Jane Way and woo. <laughs> Women. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first officer, I put Spock or Michael Burnham. Oh, I don't know which one to put it. And it depends which Spock you're talking about. Which version. <laughs> yeah, sure. Definitely not from Discovery because, you know. <laughs> because you know. Why? Why? He's still quite young, isn't he? And, you know. Um, He's a bit more. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. sure. He's not mm. as sort of mature, I guess. Perhaps. Experience. Experience. <laughs> um so for ship's counselor i put groot <laughs> nice nice <laughs> because he can't really I'd talk have him back as my linguist. So. <laughs> yeah. i am groot <laughs> just <like> everything <laughs> true um for science officer i put rick from rick and morty because that would oh, be fun <laughs> nice yeah. nice uh for chief engineer i put kaylee fry from firefly or yep. tony stark slash iron man because you know he'd oh, be man. fantastic yeah. engineer. Um, and then for chi- my chief medical officer, I put Doctor Who. <laughs> nice, okay. Yes, dual sure, functions. Sure, sure. So uh, yeah, that's my list. What about you, Chris? That was a good list. I really enjoyed Thank some you. of those. I definitely, I definitely have a lot. I probably have a few of the captains. Okay. Like I just have them fly <laughs> it out. Just yeah. you know, I'd have, I'd have Picard, and I'd have uh, Janeway. Make it so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just have those two, and then I'd have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Although, um, I really like um, oh, the the latest one in Discovery, um, Pike. I thought he's really good. I'd have Pike as well. Yeah. We'd okay. Have, we'd have those <laughs> three. Yeah. And then I'd probably have I'd have the EMH as my science as my uh, doctor. Who's EMH? The emergency medical hologram. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. He was cool. I really liked him. Mm-hmm. He's like my favorite character in that show. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would have, I really like your idea of having Rick. Um, what is uh, Chief Science? <laughs> Science officer. Um, I'm not sure I'd let him near any controls. Yeah. So I'd just have him <laughs> as part, you know, like, you know, lower level, kind of like an ensign or something. <laughs> yeah. But I'd keep him around because he'd be fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's too much of a, a nihilist. So and liability. Could, could be a bit of a problem and liability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, who else did you say? Kaylee. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like Kaylee. Yeah, she'd be like my mechanic. Yeah. Um, but what about Iron Man? Oh, yeah, Tony Stark. Oh, difficult, isn't it? Well, he could be part of the engineering Slash well. Ant-Man. We'll get, because... we'll get those guys in there. Yeah. yeah. And I'd, I'd like Ender Wiggin on there as well. Like, I feel like he'd be good um, to have around. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Yeah. Medical officer? We already did that. We did that. Oh, did we? EMH. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got? I think that's probably, that'll probably cover it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Linguist? No, you said Groot. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, Groot, yeah. Groot would be good for him. Yeah. Okay. Like, no one would know what was going on. <laughs> quite True. It'd be quite fun. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And then I'd have Brad Pitt. Just, As... uh, his good looks. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> just to have around. You know, okay. I'd have seven or nine as well. For, yes. Also for her good yes, looks. Yes, seven. Oh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> get all the eye candy in there. 
Who else? Nah, we'll, we'll leave <laughs> we'll it there. Leave it we'll leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, thank you everyone for taking part and giving us your list yeah, for who would you have as your crew? Space crew. Space crew. And uh, please vote. Please let us know which crew you preferred for Out With Me and Chris. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> Yours was well considered. Mine was just like, I'm going to throw this together based on everything <laughs> yeah. that you guys said. I'm going to take so. this and this and this. <laughs> as per usual. Yeah. Okay, well, please look out for the next Talk Topics and do join in. Yes. that's it really really hope you enjoyed this podcast episode thank you so much for listening if you'd like to get in touch with us about our hook topics or our reviews and what you thought about astra how'd they go about doing that then chris right well most active on twitter we are at we have a hook pod on mm-hmm. twitter we're also on facebook and instagram at we have a hook pod and we're on youtube we have a hulk we also have a blog. We have a hulk.co.uk where you can check out some of nicola's wonderful writings yes all the news and reviews and also the podcasts Yes. Yes. So what we're going to be talking about in the next episode then, Chris? Right. Well, next episode is probably going to be in three weeks' time, I'm afraid. There's going to be a little bit of a gap on this one because we're going to be in New York. New New York. York. New York. New York. Going to be Naruto running to New York. (laughs) And we're going to, uh, yeah. So we're going to be going to New York Comic Con, as we said. uh, And then going to be doing a couple more of the touristy bits while we're there. So when we come back, we'll, we'll have seen Joker. We will have seen Joker. Uh, so that comes out on the 4th, I believe, 4th of October. Yes. So we could possibly talk about that. Also, out on the 11th of October is Gemini Man, which I'm actually really excited about. So yeah, this is the Will good. Smith film. Indeed. And then obviously we're going to be talking about everything we've seen at New York Comic Con. So hopefully Picard and Star Trek Discovery and uh, Castle Rock. and Yeah, so we'll figure out a way to merge that all together. It might just be a long... We are home with the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or it might be we have split up into different sections or something. But we'll figure it out. Yeah. Potluck. Potluck. Hmm. You don't know what you're getting. So. <laughs> Surprise. Good luck to you lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's enough rambling from us. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And really hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.